0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, Fightful.com podcast, SmackDown edition. It is June 27th. We got SmackDown Live, a pretty, uh, pretty stacked SmackDown Live going into it that we're going to talk about. For those of you who haven't checked out Fightful.com, we have some beautiful visual changes up there. I think you all are going to like it. Uh, G1 special coverage Saturday and Sunday night. Pacquiao versus Horn coverage Saturday night. That's on ESPN and Impact Slammiversary Sunday. In that, we've we've interviewed and talked to Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, uh, EC3, Josh Matthews, a ton of people leading into these shows. We're going to have stories for you all week. But right now, we are joined by the Fightful.com panel. Anna Bauert, who hosts Most Ridiculous, but as it turns out, can write her ass off.
1: Yeah, thank you. I don't Hello. mean
0: like you can write your ass off on your taxes, I mean like.
1: I you, still have right, to, really, how to do that part. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've dabbled. I've dabbled. Uh, yeah, I so wish I've, somebody would have asked me in about, like, um,
2: December
0: to write for us. That would have been a cool idea.
1: I wish I had more time to do that instead of spending all my time in <laughs> most ridiculous. Um, yeah, so the article in question is my Glow write up, which is kind of a review, but more musings and the importance it's of Glow. It's
0: really great. It's really great it got a lot of traction on reddit too I had people sending it to me from there uh, lots yep. of stuff with that and I believe there's gonna be a bit of a, a schedule change with most ridiculous that we'll talk about later but uh, Jeffrey Hawkins is also here Jeff
3: I used I to be able clip. To write my, I used to be able to write my ass off
0: <laughs> I saw that what was the, the the show you were a part <laughs> of that you posted a clip of
3: <laughs> oh the either
0: the, the creator
3: no uh yeah the uh loiter squad that used to be on adult swim i had a three second cameo on that once was uh it's a hell of a cameo i enjoyed it i played a creepy guy in a trench coat (laughs) 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 i have a type um
0: (laughs) well you know what sometimes the best roles you play are yourself with the volume turned up
3: wow thanks appreciate that good looking out yeah, that doesn't make me feel bad when all I get are auditions for creepy weirdos and <laughs> sketchy. Oh, yeah, this one, I, I auditioned for, I'll just, just as a quick aside, I auditioned for a David Fincher show that I don't think is going to be made, but it was for Netflix. It's like, oh, you're a cross-dressing serial killer who likes to have sex with shoes. I'm like, you have found my type, <laughs> sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. That is exactly what I want. Anna, that shirt is fantastic, by the way.
1: Thank you. Yes, thank you.
3: This nice.
1: freaking like sidebar is blocking it. But. Um, yeah. I was just going to say, I didn't know that they'd been reading your dream journals. That's really creepy. Wow, yeah.
3: Uh-huh. Okay, all y'all, pile on. I feel Come
1: bad now, you. though. You complimented my shirt. I was uh-huh. Sorry. Yeah, good.
3: I hope you feel guilty. I hope it eats you up alive. Oh, <laughs> no, <sorry. I'm> okay. <laughs> I hope you guys eat up our Instagram
0: posts because Fightful.com is now on Instagram at Fightful Online. Go follow us. Also, check out FightfulPods.com. But we got SmackDown to talk about. Also, uh, on Fightful.com, we do have the news up about Tanya Evinger replacing Megan Anderson against Chris Cyborg next month. So go check that out. SmackDown Live. Now, going into this show, they they kind of, they they stacked it. They had a match where they had a lot of implications on this show. Naomi versus Lana for for the Women's Championship. The Money in the Bank uh, match. The the first ever Money in the Bank rematch, I guess you could say. Also, the hype bros getting an opportunity at the, the tag team titles. and did this live up to that pretty good hype that they, they put on this show?
1: It was essentially a free-to-air two-hour pay-per-view. Um, I think they did a pretty good job at it. Um, I was, I'm happy at everything that happened for the most part, I think, from my short memory I am.
0: Jeff, that Daniel Bryan guy is over.
3: (laughs) You think? Uh, Southern California is the epicenter of professional wrestling this week. Uh, They stacked the show last night here in L.A. They stacked the show in San Diego. New Japan's coming into town Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, yeah, no, this is a a fun
0: Kenny Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes were great on those Mm -hmm. media calls. Like, Access knocked it out of the park with those. If you guys haven't checked those out, go do it. Access did this thing where they set up media calls, which don't happen a lot. Uh, Sometimes, like, Triple H will do them ahead of NXT and things like that, but Access set them up with Jim Ross, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and uh, Josh Barnett, and did it in a manner in which uh, Sean Graven, their PR guy, hosts them, but we submitted questions. Complete success. Really awesome. You got to find out why Kenny Omega hadn't worked, like, U.S. dates and all that stuff, like, Cleared up his visa issues. Really good stuff there. You're going to be at those shows, aren't you? This weekend, I am.
3: I am going to both. Yes, that's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Sorry to interrupt you.
3: Oh no, no, no! Uh, a very enjoyable show. Uh, the one thing though that drove me nuts about this show. So we get a inset of the Hype Bros versus the Usos, but we can't stay on for the Money in the Bank match. Get out of here, WWE. <laughs> and and not only that, they didn't do the they didn't do the picture in picture. Well that's what I meant. In they the did the they did they did the yeah. picture they did the picture in picture for the hype bros match, but not the money in the bank.
0: Well, I meant I meant just staying on the damn air the whole match. Like that's that's weird. Like I think Pat Fannon, one of our writers, pointed it out. That's probably the first commercial in the history of a money in the bank match, which we'll yeah. we'll get to that. Daniel Bryan comes out, gets it gets a great reaction. Carmella comes out and makes a reference to the Land of Opportunity. I don't know if I would have done that so close or so soon after Becky's promo last week that I thought was really good. I think that's kind of running that well dry, but she still goes off in a great heel promo. Ellsworth throws out the one of the all-you-peoples I hate, but has real great delivery. And Brian bans him. And this just, all worked. It all worked really well. Uh, Anna, what did you think?
1: I thought it was a great opening. Um, Carmela has just been delivering excellent work since towards the end of the Nikki Bella stuff when Nikki started transitioning more to Natalia. I feel like that's when Carmela really started to find her groove. And then every week she's just gotten better and better and we'll get to the end of the show, which I thought was perfect. But yeah, I thought she was fantastic. Daniel Bryan is just a hero amongst men, really. And I really want someone to overdubbed that whole chase sequence with Ellsworth to the Benny Hill chase music. <laughs> that was so entertaining to see his slightly overgrown boy band, nineties head, just like flying in the wind. He tries to jump over the barricade and then like crushes himself. I, I love that. I loved it very much.
0: That was, that was just phenomenal stuff. Like that guy just continues to over deliver for this company. He is <laughs> He took a spot where a lot of people were like, I can't believe they signed that guy to a contract. And you would see like some indie wrestlers who were legitimately pissed off. Yeah, but they would be pissed
1: off if they were in his spot.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And then he has just, he's taken the ball and he's run with it. It was really good. Jeff, any, anything to add to that initial segment?
3: Carmella is absolutely fantastic in this role. I know that that people have kind of been down on that. She was in control. She is exhibiting the same kind of confidence now that Alexa Bliss did when they finally got a little bit of faith in her. It, it's that kind of control. It does, she doesn't have as you know she doesn't have the rubber face like Alexa does, and I love Alexa Bliss, but and yeah, James Ellsworth is taller than Daniel Bryan. But his head is smaller than Daniel Bryan. That's all I could think of watching. I'm like, Daniel Bryan looks like a like small giant compared to James Ellsworth here. But yes, no, the the uh, the the trying to jump the railing and landing <laughs> square in the middle spot that James Ellsworth did might be my favorite thing. He took off year. like it was a stinger splash. It like- was so. It's like, oh, I got ups. I can get all the way across. No no you can't white men can't jump
0: we moved on and had the usos defeating the hype bros if the hype bros won they would have gotten a title shot that they actually earned in december i think this is is more than a fair situation in storyline to the hype bros it give it, it lends that continuity that i've been so happy that wwe has seemingly embraced a, a little bit more and more and more with these these most these last couple of weeks they didn't win it wasn't th- that competitive it was it was an okay match but it simply writes those guys out what do you see for the future of the hype bros jeff
3: it's very possible they're the ones who trashed the office hmm. that's i mean that's a, or at least one of them perhaps i you know what i don't know i thought they there was a chance that they may turn one of the guys this week because that seems to be their move of late is just turning tag team partners uh, you know, they're going to be in the spot that they're in, pretty much. That this is their spot until they find something else different. I, 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 you know, you can't really, unless you put them in a program with American Alpha. Everybody else has dance partners right now.
0: The new day come out after this match, and they make a Booker T reference in light of Lamelo Ball dropping the n bomb last night. <laughs> they did challenge the Usos to battleground. The Usos are really great as heel. New day are like hit and miss. Like Xavier's honey line has never gotten over, I don't think. Like he's trying and trying and trying, and it's just not getting there. But but some of these these hit, Anna, they they got kind of stale on Raw, but over here it's like they have at least a little fresh coat of paint. They get new people to work with, uh, a new brand. What do you make of the new day these days?
1: Well, it's only been what like two weeks since they've been back. Um, mm-hmm. Like I've said, the break did them wonders. Everyone needed it, especially them. Um, I, don't, I just felt the pacing from both sides of this was off. For the Usos, it was more the beginning of the promo. It kind of looked like the realization dawned on them that they now have to deliver one of these promos after just having blown up during a match. And so it was kind of like, oh, fuck, how the hell do we do this? <laughs> but then New Day kind of stopped, started it, and then kinda of ended and now we're getting a rap battle, which I really hope they instigated and that didn't come from office. Yeah. Um, it wasn't very
0: good. It, I mean it got a mm-hmm. pop, but it was it was it was a trash rhyme.
1: Yeah. I mean they've already set up for battleground. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of stuff set up for battleground, like a month away.
1: Yeah. I mean in terms of the hyperos versus Usos. We don't get the in-commercial action overseas because WWE thinks all international people are heel and don't deserve it. Um, (laughs) But it kind of, like, fine, that's one thing. But then we got back from commercial break and then it was the pin. I'm like, if you're going to do that, at least try and line things up a little better because, like, that was kind of a non-existent match for us. But, yeah, that's my complaining. Mm.
3: Yeah, I think the rap battle next week is going to be cringe, and for me, the, the New Day part of this segment was just so unbelievable to me, because nobody's going to stand there and just kind of talk like that. I mean, I'd much rather they get in their face, jaw a little, do a little shoving. Things. This is the kind of thing that you watch and you go, eh, this is fake kind of thing. Uh, One thing about the hype bros I I, I really wanted to bring up real quick. Uh, Zack Ryder's wearing a knee brace, one of the metal kinds, kind of like how Austin did, except he has a sleeve under it. Mm-hmm. he took an outside dive here, somersault, whether his leg hit one of the Usos square in the head. Oh. He's not going to be able to do that if he's going to wear this kind of brace. There's, just, I mean, I understand the safety thing and wanting to do all the things you usually do, but th- this this looked like it hurt when he flew.
0: I, I can't <laughs> say for certain, but Silas Young may have like gotten rid of his because, I mean, he does that like that. Uh, if you've ever seen him do that, like moonsault that he does. That, like, could mess somebody up. So, I mean, I noticed that he wasn't wearing it when he faced Jay Lethal last week. And, and I wonder if maybe, maybe, maybe his knee's just doing better, but I, good God, I've been hit with one of those metal knee braces, and it can cut you.
3: Yeah. There's, there's like three kinds. There's the, you know, there's the kind, you know, you get the little sleeve thing at, at like a drugstore. There's a sports kind. You can get at like a, a, you know, any kind of sports authority with like a, a Velcro strap. And then there's the nice heavy duty orthopedic knee brace, which he was wearing this week. May need to downgrade and, and get a little safety in there. If you can't use your knee now, just work it up and work to it as opposed to trying to overcompensate
0: Next up, we get the fashion files.
3: Fashion Anna, dice. I'm gonna
0: let you. I'm <laughs> gonna let you uh, take over here.
1: Uh, this was possibly one of my favorite ones that they've done. The references in it were so so well interwoven. They were trying to pay, pay them off with Eddie Money money in tickets <laughs> for two tickets to paradise, and then. To top it all off, the Ascension actually did take the two tickets to paradise at the end of it. It was just really well done from both sides. I did question that for a couple of satanic guys. They seemed to be really nice, um, but maybe I'm just generalizing in the satanic field, and sorry if I just offended people by that.
0: Blanket statements I'm on sorry, the, I don't on
1: mean to sorry, I'm sure Satanists are very nice people. they probably out um, they had a come on Eileen reference. Just the fact that there was a picture of the big boss man in the interrogation room, which is kind of <laughs> like, you know, in a, in a classroom, there's a picture of a president or like Jesus or something, but that was theirs. Um, they had a S- Richard Simmons reference. It was.
0: I love all the beautiful. small shots they take at, at Michael Hayes throughout all these. Yeah. Like, you you'll look down, and they'll have it like fits. different initials for him.
1: It all fits.
0: Yeah. Jeff, what'd you think? And who, who attacked Brizongo? Because it wasn't the Ascension. We find out it was not the Ascension, which I'm very happy about because Mm -hmm. that means we get to continue this and because it's not the
3: Ascension. I, I hold out hope it's American Alpha turning heel, but I still think it might be the hype bros. Um, I love that Anna gets the two tickets to paradise reference. It just of course goes, I do. it goes further to my claim that Australia is stuck in 1985, and I want to go there. <laughs> I still want to go there. <laughs> Give it her reference level is mine, and I'm a far older gentleman. Uh, I, I liked the I liked the reveal of good cop, good cop, and then they just go, no, we're great cops. I thought that was. <laughs> Fantastic. I, uh, okay, on the table, help me out here. Okay, there was the, the photo of Morrison, right, with the, with the head cut out. Who was the one under fl- Flew the Coop? Because I didn't get a good look at that. I, I figure it's probably either Terry Taylor, Coco Beware, or Michael Hayes as a free bird, so to speak. <laughs> Another shot at him. Um, and of course, I just love the the callback of the stick figure picture. <laughs> That's not us. Oh, he's right. I believe him. <laughs> I thought that was just a very simple joke that was uh delivered effectively.
0: A lot of this is delivered effectively. Yes. And and I'm enjoying it. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship. Naomi defeated Lana. Lana attacks but gets her ass quick kicked real quick. And then like Naomi brushes dirt off of her shoe onto Lana, which I thought was a nice touch, a really good bit of personality. In my opinion, this is exactly how Eva Marie should have been written off TV had they not been so stubborn to pay that off. Let it run through her suspension, then just have one girl kick the shit out of her immediately, and she never wants to come back. She dipped her toes in the pool. She said, that shit's way too cold, and she went home. Now, I don't think Lana's going home, but this was a squash. Did you see a squash coming,
3: Jeff? I didn't expect it. I thought it was in the realm of possibilities, but I didn't think it would be this bad because I thought they had some plan for the character, but it appears they're just going to make kind of Carmella into this role of the undeserving women's competitor. I I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Are, Are we all in agreement that this is her being written out of the division? I, mean, I, I you know what?
0: I'd be okay with that because Rusev's ready to come back.
3: That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they immediately they they lost faith or they lost whatever they saw in this character with the vignettes and stuff. Once she wrestled the first match and said, "Nope, we're putting her back with Rusev where we can protect her."
0: Now the funny thing is, I thought that she looked like with experience
3: she could be pretty good. Maybe that's a story. Maybe they make that a long-term story, so to speak, of she's going to now get the respect of the rest of the women in the division. That's a possibility I hadn't thought of either from this match. But the way this match went down, I just thought, "Eh, she's done.
0: Well, you know what? Over the past few weeks, it would give me a little more confidence that they would do something like that because I think outside the ring, a lot of WWE stuff over the past few weeks has been – Pretty kick ass, uh, Anna. What, what do you think about the the Lana situation?
1: Yeah, um, Naomi looked fantastic as a result of this. Even even the kick out, I thought had so much. Um, They're just so dynamic, and then she just killed her essentially. Um, which is, you know, I I think since they put the title on Naomi, she's gotten better and better, and more personalities come out. And so this was fantastic. But, yeah, it did leave me going, okay, they've just killed Lana. Um, How they didn't even have anything really there that they could salvage. So what the hell does this mean? It's a a shame that if they've just decided to back out of it because Rusev's coming back and they realized how much of a trash fire it was. But I don't know. What can you do? At least maybe no more... Emmalina-like promos from anyone ever again, possibly, hopefully. We'll see.
0: Aiden English is in the ring singing. Randy Orton comes out and kicks his ass. And then Orton says he's going to kick Gender Mahal's ass until he gets the title shot, which brings out Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon says this isn't acceptable. Orton doesn't care if he's fired. He'll buy a ticket and kick Gender's ass. Honestly, if this had been the kind of promo that and action that – Randy Orton had conducted week in and week out. He'd probably be, like, he's he's a star now, but he'd probably be, like, way more over. I like that Shane McMahon reminded Randy Orton that gender isn't really doing anything that Randy Orton hasn't done himself many, many times, including to Shane himself. I appreciated that. I, I really like that they just at least mentioned that. So... Orton gets the match, but Gender gets to pick the stipulation. <laughs> Anna, mm-hmm. you're getting your Punjabi prison match. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll talk about this real quick because people have been fucking tweeting me, pardon my language, a lot. This was a poorly kept secret, guys. I had people say that you trolled this into existence. No, it was happening. It was already happening. A couple, a few people had known about it, and I was not supposed to put that on blast. And I got a text from somebody saying, why did you put that on blast? And I said, uh-oh. But by the time our podcast was over, it was all over Twitter anyway. So, I mean, I didn't do any damage, but almost out of the source. But, Anna, you get your match?
1: Yeah. Be careful what you wish for, huh? Yeah. you uh... getting it.
0: Are you going to buy the toy?
1: No, 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 <laughs> thanks. Um, I'm, I am interested to see this, considering the last one did not have the best reputation um, and is listed a lot as being one of the worst stipulation matches. Um, this should be very entertaining. Um, I, I agree about all this stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that was brought up to Auden. Um, his, him being a hypocrite. I found it funny though that there is such a fine line between threatening to do all this stuff to someone in ring and then threatening to do it to them in daylight down the street. It's just like competition versus assault is it's a very fine line. Um, I do want to just bring up, they showed the replay of last week when Auden killed the Sing brothers again and Jinder was trying to run out into the crowd he has the best look of shock and horror I've seen in a very long time. Like, that was a delight to watch. So I'm, I would like to see more of that. And that combined with a Punjabi prison match, um, sure. I mean, we have a pay-per-view called Great Balls of Fire, so why not? Welcome to 2017 WWE.
3: <laughs> Jeff, it's your turn. <laughs> the WWE website has up. What exactly is a Punjabi prison match? First, four walls of bamboo that immediately surround the ring in the fashion of a traditional cage. Outside of that stands another larger octagonal structure topped with a series of razor-sharp bamboo spikes. To win, you have to escape both cages, a prospect that is far easier said than done. And the interior structure has four doors, each of which is attended by a referee. All right. So I made the joke last week that they're booking Randy Orton a lot like Stone Cold Steve Austin, correct? I have made that joke occasionally. What are the odds that we're building to another McMahon quote-unquote Stone Cold feud here?
0: Oh, Well, if, if it's Orton versus Shane, you better be prepared for Shane to get cheered.
3: Yeah, but let's say in this match for some reason they decide with the four doors that Shane decides, you know what Gender's valuable for our Indian business or something to that effect. I, I don't think that'll happen per se. I think it's far further down the road, but it just feels like they're, they're planting seeds here and there. I, I, there's never been a great Punjabi prison match. So the floor is way low. Um, <laughs> um and it's it's you know it's the only worst match WWE has ever done is that is at Kennel Hell in the Cell that they did with Boss Man and Al Snow so look it's going to be what it's going to be the spectacle is what's important the promo was all right of course they came out i mean of course they had orton rko a guy cuz that's what people come to see and pay for so i didn't really mind that gender is getting better uh but Not here, I didn't think.
0: Here's one for you, Jeff. You may get this reference and I may not. Mm
2: -hmm. What are
0: the odds that Jinder Mahal tests for elevated liver enzymes ahead of this match? (laughs) Eh? Eh?
3: Oh, please no.
0: How many guys tested for that in like a week? Was it like two or three? It
3: was like him and Lashley, right? Him, Lashley, uh... I think this is when Daniel Bryan and Nigel McGuinness were were having their physicals because I know I think Br- Daniel Bryan tested positive because it was shown on uh, on was it the wrestling yes. road diaries? Uh, it's like everybody and their grandmother tested positive for elevated liver enzymes.
0: The, the reference guys, uh, I think Kattley was supposed to take on Undertaker in the first Punjabi Prison match, and days before. They had to change it to the Big Show because Kali tested positive for elevated liver enzymes, and I feel like it pulled um, it pulled Lashley off too. It really hurt that yeah. show like big time. Well, maybe it didn't in the event of Big Show replacing Kali, but those are the breaks. Those are the breaks.
1: I knew he was pulled off. For, I didn't realize that was the reason that he was pulled off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay.
0: Eat your papaya, folks, and your your livers will be good and clean. (laughs)
3: Or as we like to call it, fear that it'll be a bad match. So we got to pull it out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maria and Mike Canellis are out. The only thing I tweeted about this is if there's one overused promo line that I hate more than you people, it's my name is. And this is the thing that they used to and still teach in OVW. So every single wrestler that debuted for a long time would do this. Mm -hmm. It was an ECW thing that they used for vignettes. Then they just started to pick it up in a ton of promos, and like Paul Heyman uses it to this day, and now Maria and Mike. Somebody says, what would you rather them do? And I said, I don't know. Not be lazy. That would help, but I'm open to see where Maria and Mike Bennett go. Anna, do you think this leads to a Sami Zayn-Mike Bennett deal since Sami Zayn kind of interrupted them?
1: Initially, my thought was I would be so happy to help out Sami Zayn and take them on. But if it becomes a thing that they come out every time and do this we drank the Kool-Aid kind of promo to be shut down by someone else who's going to enter to do their own match until they are just driven insane by being trodden on the entire time and then they become like this ratchet couple that it's like Suicide Squad meets i don't know like stephen king novel i'd be really (laughs) happy with that because right now what they're showing i'm just like i don't give a shit you guys are crazy um but hopefully that's they're building to something i i kind of like the introduction um the interruption thing i would imagine
0: australia is stuck in the 80s their theme song is pretty going to be pretty popular over there right
1: let me clarify. It's not all of Australia. I'm just a particular strange oddity when it comes to this stuff. We are stuck behind the times. So it's more like the 50s sometimes than the 80s. So, you know, just to clarify, don't get your hopes up.
0: It reminds have, have you ever seen Euro Trip, that absolutely terrible movie?
1: A long time ago, yeah. You're in some,
0: like, horrible, like, rundown European country and this guy goes... Miami Weiss, number one new show. That's how I imagine Australia. Whenever, whenever Jeff says that.
3: No, it's a time zone. It's seven thirty-six here in in California, and it's nineteen eighty-five in Australia. It's perfect. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, I, I think Sammy's getting beat by Mike Kanellis too. I, I think you know this is the this is the way they they transition him off the feud after getting killed by uh, Baron Corbin.
0: Yeah, I mean, Sammy, Sammy can lose and lose and lose, and really, he's going to be okay.
3: But to your point, that is how they teach, I believe, heel promos, or maybe all, pro- no, I think it's heel promos in developmental, is you, you go, my name is, and I'm the blank blankety blank of yep. WWE. You know, it's, here's my name, here's my gimmick, R- rinse, lather, repeat, or what, lather, rinse, repeat. Pretty lame. Yeah, Pretty I don't lame. have hair, and I don't have to remember.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Zane faces Corbin again. This is the eighth match involving these two since April, including tag matches, ladder matches, stuff like that. It's fine. Corbin wins. This is the Money in the Bank push. Mm-hmm. Also the Money in the Bank push, Carmella. She wins the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Early on, four of the girls go after each other and that leaves Carmella alone in the ring. Jeff, <laughs> I thought this was a cool way to start off this match to kind of establish that yeah. this, and I mean, she
3: was about to win clean too. Yeah, and you would think in this in this kind of match that they—I mean, it makes sense that they target the person who cheated them out the first time to get rid of her. It made it made complete sense um, <laughs> before I add anything.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tamina's splash is an absolute trash fire, bad. But her thrust
3: but the, kick is fantastic. I think. Yeah, uh,
0: I liked her table spot with with uh, Carmella, where she just threw Carmella backwards over the over the announce table. There's this horrible moment where Becky tries to scale a ladder that Tamina and Charlotte are holding, and that part goes well. But then they set it on the ropes. And Becky has to wait awkwardly for the five seconds felt like a minute for Tamina to remember her cue, hit her, and I guess it hit her. It didn't hit her high enough, and she had to take this like sad dive onto the floor. I got somebody posting a comment saying Nia Jax is worse than Tamina. You need to lay off the crystal meth. How dare you? How dare you? And I, you know, Nia Jax ain't Luthez, but stop that. Especially after last night, you picked a real weird time to make that claim. Uh, Tom Phillips was insufferable, but after this, I think it really heated up. It got really good. The action got fast and furious. There was this spot where Carmella's on the ladder, and all four women like physically moved the ladder, like two or three feet to the side. And then Carmella dives. Uh, Tamina gets double power bombed. James Ellsworth is back. But then Becky Lynch sends him off the top rope. The hog roast. He got the rope burn. Anna, it's, it's been a long road the past week and a half. Carmella wins.
1: <laughs>
0: Predicted that she would win. Yes, I did. How, to, how does... <laughs> You said that with a real sense of satisfaction, Anna.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because apparently I know nothing about wrestling. so <laughs> Oh, chill.
0: Oh, chill. Um,
1: that moment of as soon Blasted. as Ellsworth came back into the, the arena, I I would say I sincerely hoped. In story, I hope they killed him. But they did a great job of building that up. I will say that. And, you know, ragging on Daniel Bryan's vegan baby. It was a great build. The moment where he got pushed off, he fell off the top of the ladder and ballsed himself on the top rope. I had tears in my eyes because it was just the perfect combination of satisfaction and just pure comedy for me because that's the level my brain is at. Um, but aside from that, I thought the ending was fantastic. Carmella. This is the Carmella I want to see, and then she's been building to this. Like I said, since post Nikki Bella, and man, I'm so happy that they like they could have done this first time around. I get why they didn't to create controversy and all that kind of crap. I'm just happy we have reached this conclusion because she was the right person for this. This is the right direction. Um, I thought the latter match, the in ring stuff, was a lot better than the first time. I think. They knew what they were going into now, so it was a lot less hesitation. There were a couple of ladder spots where people just randomly scaling second ladders or you know unsupported ladders to try and get to the top. I thought it was great. Um, you can question the motivation for Natty and Charlotte to take it into the crowd during a ladder match. I guess you could say they haven't really done much of these before. So the psychology isn't quite there or they just got that wrapped up in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But a side note, there was one part where Natty was in the ring and she was yelling at the front row, telling them to shut up. And in that moment, I just saw Angelica from Rugrats. And I'm kind of enjoying the cat lady character, but if she can step that up as well, because yeah, it, it's just still part, I, she's just still a heart to me. Apparently she's just, she's a heart. Um, And I would love them to move past that with her, but that's a side note. I, I really enjoyed this match. Scene. <laughs> and scene. Jeff.
3: <laughs> and God. Union <laughs> acting stuff. Uh, There's an actor by the name of John Bloom who play, used to play a character on cable called Joe Bob Briggs and he'd review all these bad movies from drive-ins and stuff of that fact and he always said when you're making a sequel the rule of sequels is you just make the same movie over again. Uh and that's what this was. Uh I I didn't like this match as much as the first one and it was because of those kind of 2 cute by half spots where people had to wait a little bit uh to do it it, it just it, it it took me a little bit out of the match. Um I will not do a contest between Nia and Tamina but I will say that Tamina did take <laughs> did take some punishment in this match as well you know the double power bomb spot in particular um, in terms of my my previous note Tamina is also involved with that because the getting trapped under the ladder spot so she could hulk it up and, and push the ladder over but she was in the wrong position or the ladder was in the wrong position that really that that uh, that was an issue um, for me. Uh, I didn't mind the Natty Charlotte in the crowd spot because I I viewed it as strategy. You you throw Charlotte out there and you try and run back to the ring to Mm -hmm. get it. I think that would have – I think having Natty make an attempt to get back to the ring would have made that spot make more sense, but I think they're just going to do a Charlotte-Natty feud and that's all they really wanted to establish with this. I think Becky Lynch was far better in this match than she was the first one, though. She was really, really good in this, I thought.
0: So Carmella is Miss Money in the Bank again.
3: She should call herself the two-time Money in the Bank champ. That would just kill me.
0: <laughs> she should. She absolutely should. Uh, we've got a few things set for uh, next week's SmackDown as well. John is coming back. They also announced that a battle royal is happening. The winner gets a United States title shot. We know that AJ Styles is going to be in the match. What well, I'll ask Jeff is, Jeff... Will you even be here? It's Independence Day.
3: I'll be here. Okay, I gotta go to work the Anna. next morning.
0: So Anna is mm-hmm. is. I know Canada Day is this this Saturday. Is this, does Australia have anything next week?
1: Not next week. No, our celebration, which is somewhat controversial, is in January.
3: Wait, I need to hear more. How is it controversial? Yeah, uh,
1: because we got Columbus
0: Day over here. Come on.
1: Yeah, it's essentially the same kind of mentality. I'm going to get in trouble with this. The same kind of mentality behind <laughs> Thanksgiving in that it's kind of a celebration, but it shouldn't probably be a celebration. So there's a discussion to try and change the celebration of Australia to be more inclusive on a separate day.
0: Hey, we got plenty of that over here. But yeah, I always know that, that Canada has a different set of holidays than the U.S., and they're always like it. Always seems like they are within two or three days. So the day that Jimmy is out of the office and that Lindsey is out of the office, and Nigel are like two days before the day that I would be out of the office. So I wasn't sure how that would work for you. John Cena's coming back though. What, what are you expecting out of free agent John Cena on SmackDown, Anna? If anything,
1: oh, more views. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Well, well here,
0: here's what we got to really talk about. What did you think of Levar Ball on Raw last night, Anna?
1: Look, I, I don't know who this, I don't know who these people are. I.
0: But now you're a huge fan.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, good on him. He ripped that shirt off and he got in Miz's face, and Miz nearly broke to tears with laughter. Um, that was entertaining to watch. Um, yeah, good, good on him. I, did pretty well. I, would
0: say, I would say by tomorrow, uh, la- the last episode of Raw is going to have four segments over 1 million views on YouTube. And I-, I track those every week on Fightful.com, you guys. That doesn't happen very often. So the Joe Lesnar angle going really well. The Enzo Cass angle going really well for them. And Stroman <laughs> Roman, no shocker. Jeff? <laughs> what were your thoughts uh, on Mr on the the, the balls being unleashed. The
3: the positive I like in this is that WWE has become such a much like Saturday night live. The live aspect doesn't really matter because it's so rehearsed and so formulaic that, that anything that's out of the ordinary makes it exciting. That said, if you're telling a guy and I'll explain LeVar ball like this, take the worst stage parent you've ever met and combine (laughs) that with big money athletics. And you have what LeVar Ball is. Titus
0: O'Neil is is LeVar Ball turned down
3: to six. Yes, yes. Um, Now, you're telling me you're going to bring this guy on your live television show, a notorious fame hound such as he is, because really, his kids aren't the story. He's the story. And you're going to give him a live microphone in a professional wrestling angle. I would rather give a four-year-old a chainsaw. That is, you know, that, it, it was an amazing, amazing train wreck. It, all I could think of is, is man, if only I could get in 1999, LeVar Ball and Ernest, the cat Miller to do a segment together, it would be the most amazing thing on, on television. And look, when he took off the shirt, I respected the abs game. That's what I was saying. Because for a I man, age, I was impressed. He, The man keeps himself in shape, but that's probably because he's running his mouth so much. Let's be and honest. was <laughs>
0: waiting for that moment. Every workout he's put
3: in. Oh, he was, he's was. He, he he's been doing two days of P90X. I'm almost positive.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, and you notice so,
3: how quickly they got him off the screen once the match
2: started.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought it was remarkable. Like I said, I've really been enjoying a lot of the out of the ring stuff with WWE. It's funny because a lot of the in ring hasn't been quite living up for me. I thought the the Sasha Nia stuff at the end of last night was really good, but other than that, like it, it's been almost the opposite for years. Like the in ring wasn't the problem for me; it was outside the ring. Now it, it's almost flip flopped. But that I think that Great Balls of Fire card is almost too good to disappoint although I did just see a, a graphic of Akira Tazawa and Neville and, like, the balls from the great balls of fire, like, right – like, they're teabagging Tazawa's head. And I'm like, come on, guy. This isn't fair. That's not nice. You can't do that to Tazawa. They have great balls of fire teabagged Tozawa. Give the man some respect. Head over to my Twitter and see that. Anna, are you okay? <laughs> Tell them about the schedule changes, the most ridiculous.
1: Um, sorry. Um, Get it together, uh, Ballard. Come on. <laughs> sorry, you hit my sore spot. Ball jokes. Um, right in the balls? Yeah. I mean, come on. I have a balls report in my show. Of course it is. That's um, true. Yes. So after great balls of fire, um, most ridiculous. <laughs> Most Ridiculous will come out now just before pay-per-views. So it's going to be every two, three weeks now instead of weekly.
0: Yep. I think, I think uh, y'all will like the move. It'll give Anna a little more time. She, I I can't express Uh how much she works on that. Um, Yep. Like sometimes to the point of exhaustion. So,
1: oh yeah, I didn't sleep for the first six months.
0: (laughs) There you go. So she needs a little more time. Needs a little more time. Jeff, are you at all a baseball fan?
3: Uh off and on, yes.
0: Anthony Young died. Do you oh, remember him?
3: The name's the guy who like set the
0: consecutive head. losses record. He was a Met.
3: Oh, oh yes, because I am a Mets fan, so to speak. Uh <laughs> yeah, that's the name. Bad. Okay. Well, I mean I, I, I went over to the Mets when uh when my favorite player retired, but oh my goodness. Was it uh, natural or not?
0: I do not know. It, sounds, it seems a little too young for it to be natural. But yeah, I just saw that pop up on the on the, the TL. Uh, hey, guys, I did a Holy Smokes MMA podcast with Showdown Joe today. We talked about poop gate. Yes, a woman shit her pants and got out of a rear naked choke at this week's UFC show. It was something to behold. Let me did tell you. talk?
3: You. Are you going to talk poop doping too? Have you heard about that?
0: No, but I'm about to ask you about that. Uh, we okay. had Frank Krig on to talk tomorrow Yamasaki stuff. We had Sean Pearson on to talk Poop Gate. And, of course, we had the Post-Raw show. We have uh, the list than your Boy tomorrow. And uh, J.J. Dillon signed a deal with MLW, so uh, we're transitioning into somebody else for those segments. So for the next couple of weeks, we have Deanna Perazzo joining us, which is a lot of fun. I love talking to Deanna Parazo And, of course – Vince Russo as well. Uh, that airs at 3 p.m. Eastern. This weekend, I was going to do a, a Fightful Books it, but I may have to delay that. I was going to do Enzo and Cass uh, split and singles run, but the notes I've been taking over the last couple of weeks, uh, kind of old now. I'll be doing a show right after either G1 Special Night 2 or Slammiversary. Whichever ends last, I'm going to be doing a podcast on after. And uh, Pacquiao versus Horn, I believe Carlos and Steve are bringing a post-show boxing podcast to that. Leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, all that cool stuff, because we got a ton of content. Jeff, explain poop doping, please.
3: Uh, it is the latest craze in cycling, perhaps. Uh, you take someone else's poop, which is full of nutrients and and other things, and you put it into your own intestines to then absorb the nutrients, and then you release the poop again
1: i've heard about this to get rid of ibs
3: yeah it, 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 it's, it's a little bit similar there, there, there's, there's an article in the washington post from last week about it and and it's uh <laughs> i just ruined really <laughs> we're going this far we've gone from blood doping to poop doping but apparently there's a well because it's all natural then uh, you know but basically you clear <laughs> out the bacteria in your intestine and you take stuff from other oh, people's no. intestines oh yeah This is going to be a thing in MMA. I I can almost see it coming. I can see it coming. If cyclists are doing it, MMA fighters are going to do it soon enough.
0: Man, USADA, I do not envy those dudes. Like, Elias Theodoru told a story on our show one time about how a USADA tester, like, climbed his fire escape to get into his window to, to, like, get a test from him. And now they got to be sifting through the dudes, like, like litter box and stuff?
3: Man, come on John now. Jo- John Jones camped under a ring for a day, so... <laughs> Allegedly.
0: Allegedly.
3: Oh, I'm saying it. He did it.
0: <laughs> Duty! Are you kidding me? Like, First off, I want to know, who's the guy that said, you know, I bet if I took your shit and I put it in my ass... You're real strong. It was a doctor. (laughs) What kind of pervert? What kind of sick pervert? Athlete, fetish man says this stuff.
1: Wait, how are you envisioning that this other person's poop gets into them? Yeah
0: how do how do they how do they transfer?
3: How is this dookie transfusion done? The same way it comes out, I would assume. You, what do they do like butt scissor the duty into each other you can't <laughs> you, it'll work like that playboy mma's do um, mma fighters do enemas all the time it's, it's the same basic premise yeah but you sat there and you said the same way that it comes out you can't
0: does he does one drop the deuce into the they do it in a laboratory well, I, I hope <laughs> you made it sound like there's just somebody oh, sitting there, waiting, cheeks cheeks a spread. Boy, this are one's, get, this one's getting hit with the there. explicit tag on iTunes, by the way.
3: You know that they have like
1: sperm bank
0: for for a dropling to hit down.
1: There's like, going to be some amateurs out there that are like, hey, I've heard of this new doping method. We should try it without even testing if it's the right kind of poop, and then it's going to be yeah, no, yeah, sure, okay.
0: I'm verified on Twitter, you guys. I'm getting you're my blue th- check mark taken away for this.
3: Oh, hold on, you complained about about the language on here, and you're the only one who dropped an F bomb tonight. I didn't mean
0: to. <laughs> Anna dropped like six before the show started. Uh,
3: yeah, she, she talks like a sailor before the show, and then it comes on, and then she's like the queen of Mike. wrestling, Mike. and then and then
1: <laughs> I'm a damn Australian, mate.
3: And people love her, and then and then she gets off, and and then she just cusses us both out for like stealing her spotlight. You should see Anna when the cameras go off. She she is the biggest. I mean, Barbara Streisand has nothing on her. Godzilla. Has oh, nothing. Stop. on Stop! I don't even talk to you once the transmission's finished. Exactly. See. <laughs> you know we
1: went
0: so long without the show going off the rails. Like like this used to be a, a regular run. thing.
2: This Look, used to this be a show, regular
0: thing and then I was like, real- you know what? We'll keep the sophomore humor to the list and you boy. It's, it's it's more of an R-rated show. But
3: I require that this show goes off the rails and sometimes off the wagon. That's what I
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm super super thrilled that in like 16 hours I'm going to be on on live with my boss talking about this segment.
3: Oh, the poop doping? I'll send you the link.
0: Please do I gotta get learned on it because I know what's coming up. I know it's coming up. Anna, what do you got going on?
1: Um, like I said, it's top of the show, a glow article is up at fightful.com. And um there is a hashtag Anna for Glow season two. Um if you see the show you understand why. And uh, most ridiculous. So, oh, there's the pooping thing um Jeff, you
0: sent it to us on the the chat for this you couldn't send it to me via dm
1: oh i can do that too oh wow it's all um, right
0: i've already bookmarked it
1: most ridiculous <laughs> does not involve involve poop doping this it's week true. maybe possibly next week uh this week we look at uh wwe 2k 18 seth rolling yeah. really
0: that's skeptical. how he did it that's how he's getting past all these tests That's why it has the Singh brothers. (laughs) Dots connected. Jeff. Hmm? How appropriate that your Twitter (laughs) handle is crap game 13.
3: (laughs) Oh, this week on shake them ropes. We're going to go over raw. We're going to go over SmackDown. Rob's back from a one week hiatus and we're going to start something new. We're going to go episode by episode through the new Netflix series glow. So uh somebody, that, says, that,
0: somebody says we need fightful uncut. If you listen to the list in your boy, you know that ain't how we roll here.
1: That ain't
3: I still, how we roll here. I, I still like Anna's shirt despite uh despite my rant earlier.
0: Guys, you can follow me at Sean Ross at please follow us <laughs> on Sean? Instagram at Fightful Online. We have a ton of features up right now. We have a 10 year retrospect on the the Benoit tragedies. Much uh respect to Brandon Howard for donating his earnings out of that, which I'm going to match to uh, corporate, or uh, organizations like NAMI. Also, uh, Anna's Glow Review. We've got stuff with EC3, Josh Matthews. Josh Matthews revealed he was to be the first TNA X Division champion in 2002, which is crazy to think about. Kenny Omega told us a bunch of stuff. We've got uh, Josh Barnett coming up. Tons of exclusives over at Fightful.com. Like us, thumbs up, subscribe, all that good stuff. I want to thank you guys so much for joining me. Uh, next week is, I think, or maybe the week after, going to be our one-year or one year anniversary of Fightful.com. And uh, I, I love the new visual changes. It's been a, a long road in this, this year. We launched the week of UFC 200, and it's about to come full, or come full circle. I'll be doing a live podcast from Toronto with Jimmy Van next month. So uh, be on the lookout for that, guys. Until next time, we're out.